0: So close, almost there, and we are live. Hey, folks! Thanks for tuning into the Bamp Podcast, your very best choice for uh, quirky sci-fi superhero slash comics-related RPG news. Um, and here is our opening music. That assures you, gentle listener, that you are listening to a high-quality, high-production-values podcast. So we are honored to have Darren Drader with us tonight. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Yep. I uh, for those of us who are those who might be listening and can't see it Darren has got a really cool post-apocalyptic background it is pretty yeah yeah, yeah. I like it that is our co-host uh, Jacob Blackman how are you doing Jacob I am well sweet I am glad to hear it um, so this kind of ties into with something we've been working on uh, over at and Go games for a while although it's mm-hmm. um, our next issue. Well, Blasterbolts is going to be very centric around Rain of Discordia, which is Darren's. Um, I'm gonna say I wanted to call it your long-running sci-fi setting because that's uh, you've been doing Rain of Discordia for well over a decade now, right?
1: Yeah, um, it first came out in 2008. Well, that was just a couple
0: years ago. I mean, that, people might say it's a long time ago, but that was just the other yeah, day. It, it was. <laughs> yeah. It really was. Well, um, let's talk about the setting because uh, it'd be a whole lot more interesting. Oh, wow. We have four people Watching we had We have and more showing up. Hey folks. Thanks for checking us out. Um, yeah, Sonokan
2: You're here. Hey, Walt is here. Hey, Walt. Good to see you, sir. Hey, Walt Yeah. so we got uh rain, rain of discordia, which is a pretty interesting setting mm-hmm. uh, Looks like uh, you originally did this for the true 20 setting. Yes, uh, and later you did a version for the Traveler RPG. Uh, we did. We don't talk about that one much. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I apologize for bringing it no, up. No, it's, no, it's okay. Uh, and um, I perfectly understand, I don't like Traveler either.
1: You know, it's not that I don't like Traveler. I think Traveler is a fine system. The issue was that we hired somebody to do the conversion for us who, um, as it turned out, didn't really know what they're doing, and it didn't come out as well as it could have. Hmm. So it's kind of a mark of shame, unfortunately. <laughs>
2: But this new version you're doing is going to be utilizing the White Star RPG rules, which is a a system that we here at Fainting Goat Games know and love, because we've been producing uh, lots of stuff for that recently, um, most notably with our Blasterbolt zines. So we're actually doing two versions. Uh, One version is going to
1: be for White Star, the other one is going to be for 5e. Um, I've got a lot of experience working with both systems. I know them both, backward and forward, and I think I think they're both going to be um, excellent. Um, obviously, if you back to Kickstarter, you're going to have the option of uh, picking one or the other or both if you want it. Excellent.
2: excellent. And uh, well, this is. I'll go ahead. Sorry. I, I I like I like both games, so giving giving the options is good. I'll uh, more than likely pick up be picking up the PDFs for both of them. I. Really, just decide. Need to decide whether or not I'll want the physical copies as well. So that's kind of an interesting
1: point too. Um, what we're going to be doing with Kickstarter is we're going we're gonna to be um, doing the PDF only. Ah. If you want the um, if you want the physical book, uh, and this is something that Owen and I have, have gone over. Um, <clears throat> this is uh, kind of made necessary by the fact that prices are. Just ridiculously um, in flux right yeah. now. Um, what we're going to be doing is that um, <clears throat> if you back the Kickstarter, you will be able to pick up the physical book at cost. In other words, we're not making any extra money on the physical book. You're just paying the printer to print it off and it'll ship directly to you through a print on demand service.
2: Oh, that's that's perfectly that's perfectly great. You know, I I do that with a lot of my own books that I produce for through Kickstarter. We should
0: we should probably mention that is uh, Owen Casey Stevens of Rogue Genius Games, who is the publisher mm-hmm. of this particular project. Yep. And I have the Kickstarter landing page in the comments, and I'll put that in the show notes. People can check it out. And you guys are launching in the the nearest of futures, right? Uh,
1: we are <clears throat> we are scheduled to launch tomorrow.
0: Oh, wow, that that is very near indeed. All right, cool. Well, hey, um, we're kind of dancing around it. Let's get right into the meat of it. Rana Scordia, what is the setting all about? How how do you pitch it to
1: people? All right. Well, as you can tell, it's a space opera Mm -hmm. setting. Um, And the core question that I asked before I started writing in the first place was what happens if you've got an evil empire and it falls and there's nobody to pick up the pieces. In other words, you go from having a centralized galactic government to having no government. Well, obviously it turns into a, a state of chaos. Um, so this setting goes into, um, uh, pretty much the, the extent of the chaos. Um, so it's a little bit post-apocalyptic. Um, I would say that not every world, every city, everything would be completely post-apocalyptic as you would imagine it. Um, but there are going to be your places that are going to be just bad, you know? Um, and those are going to be places that are torn by war, um, famine, you know, that's, that sort of thing. Um, now as far as the uh you know there there is kind of a central story to this um there was this uh lizard-like race called the uh and they got into a big war with them the Rotilic won. the empire fell that was five years ago actually 10 years ago now where we're at the setting uh five years after that and this is like a development since the original ram discordia was released the retel- have finally been dealt with, but in the process, they have destabilized the home the the, the um, home star of the Lamagos homeworld. Lamagos is a uh, blue skinned humanoid race, and as a result, I mean they're kind of they're kind of space fascists to begin with. As a result, they've kind of gone military. So this iteration of uh, of Discordia is going to be dealing with that whole situation. But you don't have to. You don't have to have your game tied into the central story. For you know, for example, the the novel um, which you put the cover up on earlier, um, that is really all about space archaeology. So, you know, you don't have to be fighting space space Nazis in the setting. You can be, you know, you can be running um, uh, a freighter, or you can be um, exploring, or it can be political. It's really whatever game you want, to, you want to make of it, I try to give you the tools to be able to
0: do that. Now, this was a cover for a novel that you kindly let us use the art for uh, the upcoming issue of Blaster Bolts that will feature, uh, feature some Rain of Discordia fiction as well as a short adventure for White Star yes. set in the same setting. So that is pretty cool. Um,
1: yep, so that's the cover of the, the Rain of Discordia novel. The novel is called Neurogenesis. Um, and you can
0: find that on Amazon, or where, where do we find that these days?
1: It, it is on Amazon. I can get you a link if you want one. That would be awesome. Give me one second here.
0: Now, let's say I was a cheesy fellow who ran a podcast and like to ask people, you know, um, really obvious questions about their intellectual properties. What I say, um, is this tone closer to Star Wars or Mad Max, or where would you put it on the uh, the realm of, uh, you know, space show IPs if you
2: had to? Hmm
1: well i mean that kind of gets into what we were talking about earlier um you can kind of you can kind of get it to work with any spaceship ip frankly but okay. um my my initial um thoughts when I, was, when I was writing it you know um what happens when the uh when the evil empire falls and there's no one to pick up pieces i was i was kind of thinking star wars frankly um <clears throat> so You know as far as running into all kinds of weird aliens and uh you know fighting fighting space fascists um that's definitely an aspect to the setting um the one thing that it does not have any any kind of um uh parallel with uh the force because i personally don't like putting magic in my in my sci-fi games uh there is some mental abilities but it's rather weak um so
0: Oh, cool. Um, I just put the link for the novel that you shot me in in private chat up in the comments. That'll be in the show notes, too. Uh, Just an interesting aside, uh, I just read a story the other day that when uh, Lucas sold Star Wars to Disney, he had an idea uh, for the sequel trilogy that was all about Leia trying to pick up the pieces after the Empire fell. Mm. And her main conflict was going to be with various warlords, including uh, criminal factions led by uh, Darth Maul as she tried to reestablish some kind of civilization in the galaxy, which almost seems to parallel what you were talking about.
1: Um, it could. I mean, obviously, they went in a different direction than that. Um, uh, yeah. And uh, when I had originally uh, worked on Ray Discordia, the sequels, well, hell, they hadn't even sold Disney yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so it, it seems like, uh, in, in terms of story, it seems like kind of a, a, an obvious place to go with it um kind of glad they didn't go in that direction to be honest with you
0: well it it leaves you that field to plow by yourself so that's cool Mm -hmm. um so we were talking before the show trying to like figure out the tone and aesthetic because um as it turns out our boy Jacob Blackman here uh, may be one of the artists on the Kickstarter project is that
2: fair to say or am I jumping the gun there
1: might be jumping the gun a little bit, but... Oh, uh, let's, no, let's just
2: say if, if they do well, they may be able to afford me. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, all right. So we were talking visual aesthetic
0: for the setting, and you described it as kind of uh, what they call eight-track uh, futurism. hmm Sort of uh, Space 1999. Um Valley on Star the Stars. Frontiers. Star Frontiers, yeah, Star Frontiers might be the the best example of that. So,
1: Star so, yeah. So all,
2: all those all those fun sci-fi that came out when they were everyone was trying to emulate Star Wars but not quite doing it. Yeah, right, right. There there were some good shows during that time. It was rare, but there were still there were still some gems in there. You guys remember Quark? Quark. Um, that i know oh, i'm not sure i'm
0: familiar with that one man i, I love cork no one else remembers it um will short run uh comedy sci-fi show on one of the three big networks in the late 70s but a oh. space uh, salvage truck operator Hmm. Okay. and uh same kind of aesthetic and sean vera says here's a laugh just realized i picked up the traveler edition of this game at some point no what did that my drive-thru upper library is a little too big yeah mine's kind of a sprawling mess myself man i feel you so. <laughs> Cool. Well, um, what is it? This uh, you know, if you were talking to your local group trying to talk them playing a, a, a sci-fi game, how would you pitch this one as opposed to another sci-fi r- RPG? Well, the big selling points on this one. You know, I
1: I hate to say this, but Why? if you're you know if you're playing Star Wars, it's it's so well defined already, and Star Trek, so so well defined. You've got years and years and years of history that goes into it and you know everybody's going to have their own take and you're going to be sitting here and you know arguing about what's canon and what's not canon and and talking about episodes and all this other stuff random discordia doesn't have that random discordia is kind of um you know it's something where you get your you get your book you read it that's all the background you've got that's all the background you need and it's something where you can take it and you can make it your own um uh, you know, as opposed to everything being predefined and trying to figure out where the story is, it's your story, it's your world. Make it yours.
2: Excellent. Cool. Uh, that, 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 that's, a good, that's a good selling point because, yeah, I, I don't know how many times I've been in a Star Wars or Star Trek game and, and just having to fight against one cannon head or another
1: mm-hmm yeah i think we've all been there at one point one time or another
0: yeah yeah what are the twilight's really like etc so
2: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> well that is cool stuff um all right we'll just kind of hit some main points uh this is kickstarting tomorrow um mm-hmm. you're gonna have the link in the show notes um and if you want to get a little sample, hopefully the next week or so we're going to have issue twelve of Blaster Bolt out, which will contain a whole lot of you know, it'll contain a Rain of Discordia mini setting uh, for for White Star as well as an adventure as well as some fiction. So it's uh, a whole lot of Rain of Discordia in one uh yep. one fun package. And that um you know, we should have time this. I should have time this as this we're releasing tomorrow when you guys are coming out, but uh oh, that's nah.
1: okay. Keep keeps yeah. the interest going.
0: <laughs> yeah maybe it provides a, a fun mid-campaign boost um so cool you guys are doing 5e too well, was that your idea or did that come from the publisher or? well that was
1: kind of the result of the discussion between owen and i um initially i mean he, he's obviously he comes from a, a paizo background um so i was originally talking to him about maybe doing it for starfinder and then we started talking about the expectations that um uh that the fans uh would have with starfinder and that would be that it ties into the starfinder universe and we decided that was probably not a good idea on top of that we also were looking at you know let's just look at where the numbers are are do we have more starfinder fans or do we have more 5e fans obviously there's more 5e fans uh personally i prefer designing for far, for 5e i love designing for 5e it is my favorite thing in the world to design for um so all of these factors all kind of came together and i said well um i i can do white star easy enough but uh if i've got to do uh, a main system let's just do 5e we both agreed on it and that's how that ended up happening all um right. okay in the White Star version, what kind of classes will the will there be? Making your own or sticking to White Star? Okay, so my feeling is when it comes to crunchy rules in RPGs, if it's not broke, don't fix it. In for the most part, White Star is not broken. Um now there is the whole um I forget what they're called, uh the 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 they have four, they have like, four, like space four, paladins from the wizards. But we don't need
2: to, but those are optional. You don't need to
1: use them. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Does that mean there won't be any originals? No, it doesn't mean that at all. You know, I might, uh, I might have a scholar class in there, for example, um, or or something like that. Um, I'm going to have to evaluate it on a case by case basis and decide, you know, do we have what we need exactly or do we need a little bit more?
0: So. And uh, well, the mini setting we've got, we've got a few classes in there, right?
1: um let me think uh, we mentioned the existing classes i believe i don't think i created any a new uh class for that setting though for the mini okay. setting.
0: i'm misremembering that But uh, all right cool cool so um uh, and we got you know while we're talking um can you give us a little preview of the adventure we're going to be seeing in issue 12 just to kind of give them you know what sort of taste is, is upcoming there
1: um, yeah, I can I can talk about it a little bit. Uh, the premise of the setting, like I said, is um, we've got the Lamagos. Their their sun is going to go um, uh, supernova in the near future, and because of that, they've militarized. And part of this militarization is they've invaded a world um, which is kind of in Earth's sphere of influence, and it's turned into a uh, a desert war zone. And your character's job is to go in there and um, go to a go to a base and uh, free the pilots who have been taken hostage there. So that's that's kind of the premise of the adventure.
0: Standard rescue mission. Okay, cool. Well, this sounds like a lot of fun. I know I'll be in on the first day. Um, Jacob, do you have any questions or things you, you want to ask? No, I think we've covered most of it actually one other
1: thing I would like to point out yeah um so the White Star um space combat rules um are good they're adequate um I'm going to be expanding them for random discordia um they're going to be it's going to end up looking a lot like it's going to look for the 5e Edition um because you know why do more work than you, than you need to um but it's going to be a little bit more tactically oriented than what you find in the regular White Star book. Now, if you don't wanna use the, the rules, they're optional. You can just stick with what's in White Star. All the ships are gonna be 100% compatible.
2: That is good. Excellent.
0: slide. Nice. Um, all right, well, I, I love doing short, fast, fun podcasts. Uh, get in, get out to people, what's going on. Um, please check out the show notes, folks. Um, we will have the links to the Kickstarter and links to Darren's novel. Randy Discordia. Um, one last time before we wrap it up. Uh, Darren, any closing thoughts? Do you want to make sure we mention?
1: Um, just come check out our Kickstarter and hope, hope you give us your support.
0: Sweet. Okay. Uh, Jacob, closing thoughts before I play the
2: contractually mandated uh, outro music? If you enjoy content like this, please support the BAM podcast Patreon. And you know, please support, the, uh, support uh, Darren's Kickstarter because I know I have a lot of fans who support projects just simply because I do art for it. And if they get lots of money, they'll afford my art. Yep.
0: (laughs) Keep Jacob employed, folks. That's the the sales pitch here. All right. Hang on one second. All right. And that's our show.
2: Uh, Thanks for checking us out, everybody. And we will catch you next time on the Bath Podcast.